everyone, and welcome to the Downright Upright Show, the place to go to hear out loud and proud what Minnesotans are thinking. And I am your host, Philip Anthony. Thank you all for joining us today. And I hope you're all doing fantabulous because fantabulous means fantastic and fabulous. Put together twice as nice. And today I have a very, a very, a special guest. This is the woman responsible for this show, in, in, my, in my view. I mean, she doesn't believe that, but I, I really, really, really have to say that. She uh, motivated me and was my inspiration to do this show. Um, I'm going to reintroduce you. And uh, you were on my show originally, like, at the very, very beginning sometime. But now you're on again because I want to thank you um, because I've, I've, I've made it in this business because of you. And I want to thank you for that. My special guest on today's show is Sue Ann Rollins, an English as a second language teacher, uh, uh, retired, yeah, a podcaster whose podcasts include A Toast to Work and Twitter Travels for Pete. And of course, she's the author of the book, Traveling the Trail for Pete, Finding Belonging in a Political Campaign. So welcome to the Downright Upright Show, Sue Ann. Thank you, Philip. It's so fun to be back in the studio with you. Uh, I know. Isn't it crazy? It's fun. And you know what? I will take credit for being a catalyst. You know, I'm I'm the one who kind of sparked it all. We have you. to talk about that, though. I know. But when you say that everything is responsible for everything... Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe the spark. I'll I'll take credit for that. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, let's talk about that that day I met you because my my listeners would probably want to know what happened that day and what motivated me to become mm -hmm. a podcaster like you were. Um mm -hmm. you actually you had two podcasts. Yeah. But the one I met you uh, uh was that a Pete Buttigieg uh Yeah, function. so all that mention of Pete is Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, who is now the Secretary of Transportation for yes. the United States of America, who's doing an amazing job. Mm -hmm. Who, and it's funny they seem to use him for all of the, um, you know, uh, you know, public relations right. stuff because yeah. he's so well uh, eloquent and so well. He's a well gifted communicator. Uh, yeah. That goes without saying. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's amazing. Who are you gonna call? Call Pete. Who are you gonna call? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say sing too much because then you have to have a copyright. I anyway, <laughs> anyway. So let's talk about that day. I uh, we had a um, Pete Buttigieg. Well, it, was a, it was a big event for get out the vote. It was uh, early voting had started in Minnesota, mm -hmm. so we were promoting that. We wanted to make sure people knew they could do early voting, and then there was also door knocking and uh, training sessions. So I was doing the Twitter travels for Pete, and I had done a lot of interviews with people in a studio-like setting as in, you know, my house or somebody's house. But I was like the roving reporter that day with yeah, my handheld recorder and a mic. And I was trying to get interviews with people who were um, hanging around. Like I wanted to get the feel for what I was trying to convey was all the energy that Pete had on the ground, boots on the ground. And I wanted to capture that from a lot of different voices. So you were sitting with another person you were going to do door knocking with. And a lot of people just met up with whoever there. Like, it's not like, you know, some people came with friends or family to door knock with, but other people just, like, found a partner there. So I don't, I don't think you knew your partner. No, I came um, alone. Yeah. So you were uh, with your door knocking partner 
kind of planning what you're going to do. Really nice guy. I wish I could keep in touch, yeah. kept, have kept in touch with him. So yeah. you're sitting in this like office building by the fountain because the fountain, it can be heard in the background. I don't know. You might want to listen to that again and hear the little okay. fountain. Oh, I don't uh-huh. know. Yeah. yeah. So. So uh, 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 I always wanted to ask you this. I, uh-huh. I, I don't think I asked you on the first. Why did you pick me? What what did did you um, think I was just very talkative? Well, I picked both of you. Oh, both of us. Yes, yes actually, yes, yes. Can't I, forget the other guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I wanted to pick uh, people that I hadn't um, already talked to. Yeah. And um, so so that was a plus because I didn't know you. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. I just met you. I think at that moment. Right. So um, of course you didn't know what I was asking you, and you were very um, very. Um, Nice to be game for the whole Thank thing. Thank you. Because some people clam up when they, they, you know, I go, it's not on video. <laughs> yeah, I got nervous. <laughs> Unlike I, today. <laughs> I did get nervous a little bit because I never was on a podcast before. It was my first time doing that, and I didn't know what you were going to ask me, so I was like right. apprehensive kind of. But you were so welcoming. I remember you were just, hi. Yeah. Hi, I'm doing And I pod- always wanted to make sure people had control over their product, shall we say. And um, I'm pretty sure that I sent you what I was going to use to, for your approval first. Um, yes. Because that was, that was you know, what I did back then. And so I didn't want people to feel like they had no control over what actually went out, you know, mm-hmm. in the finished product. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. But it was a wonderful um, way to get um, the you know the opinions of the people to judge supporters mm-hmm. um, uh, you know t- so because people didn't know much about him at the time he was new you know r- right and I was getting so uh, such great material I guess the word material but info from people like I could predict I could try to predict what people were going to say uh, about why they were you know so moved by Pete's candidacy. And, but then, you know, you all said something new and different for me. So, it's, And that's why I wanted to interview someone who was not already a leader, right? So an everyday boots-on-the-ground supporter because that's, you know, where all the, I don't know, power. But that's what's so important in a campaign. Yeah, you yeah. have to be able – you have to reach people, Yeah. you know, people. So – um, and the fact you weren't expecting it, so it's not like, oh, I'm the, you know, I'm head of door knocking, and uh, you know, th- if I interviewed that person, yeah. So I'm trying also to, for the listener, the purpose of the podcast, and I don't know how much this helped with that, but I wanted the different groups, you know, geographically wherever their organization, organizational campaigning was happening that they could say, hey, I was on this podcast. You should listen to it because we talk about, you know, what we like about Pete. So it was a way to spread the word about Pete, you know, informally through friends. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it was important to have it be everyday people because that has a lot of power, and that's called relational organizing, is to like, wow, this is this guy's basically a neighbor or my my colleague at work, and and wow, if he thinks this, like, oh, and yeah. I and I respect him, so that's what I was really trying to do, help with the relational organizing. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. So, um, I think your ears must have been ringing though, because I was on a few shows. Now I was even on a television show. I don't even. I think I had mentioned it yes. to you. It's called uh, Bottomless Coffee with Jerome. It's on Channel Six. It also uh, 
is broadcast on Hulu. If I'm from the, oh really? Oh, Roku. Okay. Um, Roku. Sorry. Yeah, Roku. Okay. Ixnay I like on the, the Hoku. I like the title. Yeah. That, the bottomless coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't checked uh, it out yet. So I okay. yeah, I got it. Uh, the the reason he named it that is hilarious. And you'll uh, mm-hmm. you'll want to know that it, it, eventually down the road he'll if you're ever on his show or if he's ever on you know your podcast in the future when mm-hmm. you do I think you you're amazing you should probably definitely when everything clears up in your life I hope that you do this because you you were valuable okay to, well I'll to, make sure to contact you if I need any kind of uh, you know, a shot in the arm shall we say oh, but, yeah. <laughs> so so to to move on the calendar here so yes. I was I met you that day. I was mostly well, see the microphone moves. Mm-hmm. Um, I met you that day, and uh, I I listened to the podcast, and then there was the blue. It's something called, uh, AM 950 used to have a blue state ball. Now I think I explained it to you, but right. Oh, I remember hearing it advertised because I listened to Air America 950. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. Me heard too. on the airs for for the ads for years and years. Yeah, it used to be Air America. Now it's just AM 950. Oh, sorry. So no, no. Well, Air America um, was a national thing. Okay. Uh, it didn't. It didn't kind of. Okay. Uh, liberal radio, for some reason, people just don't you know, gravitate towards they it. They gravitate towards it, but maybe it's like it's not because <laughs> well, it's getting into the politics, but you know, how mm-hmm. the Republican everything is top down, authoritarian. So things tend to maybe systems That's, need to need maybe do better because of that. And you know, we yeah. Democrats we're more free thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And we tend to be more um, you know, uh, um we, we think with our hearts. Like we look at other people and go, they're suffering and they need help. Right. And I don't think that's and going on. And maybe we're on. getting I mean, our information a lot of different places. And maybe, you know, really conservative people have a hard time finding information that fits their worldview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe yeah. they're more limited to where they can find it. True, so. yeah. So, so to move on the calendar, I uh, went to the Blue State Ball. And then I had met Brett Johnson. Say hi, Brett. Oh, well, hello there, Phil. <laughs> Brett's amazing. Um, and I spoke to him at the Blue State Ball the first time I went. And then I casually met Chad Larson, who is the owner of the station, mm-hmm. and had mentioned I had met you and that you had a podcast. And I said, oh, I, th- that looks like fun. Um, I, I watched her you know, operate the machine, and she showed me. <laughs> and then I had called you up uh, to ask you, what, what's the model number, and how do <laughs> right. I do this, and blah, 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 blah. So you were like mentoring me through that. As much as I could. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you absolutely did. I did look at YouTube uh, videos, obviously, I, you know, uh, to see how to, you know, because there's a lot of intricacies in that mm-hmm. machine, as you, as you know. Um, and then the next Blue State Ball, uh, I mentioned it again, and and he said, "Okay, if you want to do this, um, we'll put it under our umbrella of AM nine fifty and see how you do. You know, see how it takes off if it does or not." And uh, almost two years later, here I am. So and now you're in the studio. And I'm in the studio now. Yes. I used to do it out of my house. Well, that, that's fun too. <laughs> With no video cameras, and it was mm-hmm. a, a little cutesy little setup. Remember, I used to put little bottles no, of water. No, but I mean the technology yeah. makes it possible for you to do it at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, I yeah. could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's very, very actually for for Pride. For the uh, we did Bloomington Pride, and we did. Uh, Twin Cities Pride, 
it's such a mobile device. Right. So you were out there as the roving reporter. So you did the same thing. Bingo. Isn't it fun? Yes. And and, and the ba- it's battery operated yeah. too. I mean, you could plug it in, yeah. but it's battery. And you just have the microphone and you can ask people questions. And so for a couple of episodes I that uh-huh. I did, I, I had it on, mm-hmm. um, I used my, my podcast machine. And if I do do Pride again, um, it will be, I don't know if we'll be able to record it, Brett, right? We probably won't, right, in the street. Yeah, we'll see. We got a while to figure it out. Yeah, a long time, yeah. It's a long Fortunately, time. I think we can do Yeah, so. but Brett's a miracle worker, so I'm sure he can come up with I'm something. sure he can figure out something. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, and, and, and the answers that we got see, from see those people. See what I mean? Just the average person yes. is so important that they shouldn't feel average. So th- that's what I think podcasters yeah. can really help with. Yes, G- giving absolutely. People, validating people's opinions and feelings. Giving them a voice. Right. Giving them the, the chance. You know, and I think that's why Matt's show, Matt McNeil, we have on AM9. Mm-hmm. You, I'm sure you've I mean, he's Yes, the, I've heard. He, he's listen amazing. Listen to the show. Yeah, he's, he's the, um, as we used to call it, the goat, you know, <laughs> the greatest of all time. Um People call into his show and they express themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they. I love calling shows. He, yeah, that's I. I'm jealous of that. That's a great. Oh well, thing. you know. Okay, Brett. <laughs> you know, someday he has. Well. <laughs> see, he plants the seed. He plants the seed, and then whatever a year or two later, just like you planted the seed, and uh, you know, at the Blue State Ball. Yeah, well, yes. Mm, I'm going to be following your career. Oh, thank you, honey. And 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 again, I don't know how to thank you because <laughs> you 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 know I'm here because because you planted the seed. Yeah, and I probably and- talked about how I got into the technology part when I started uh, Twitter travels for Pete Twitter because I was meeting all of these other Pete Pete people on Twitter. And I would travel to meet them because I, I have a flight benefit um, from my husband's former job. So, so you flew to interview these people to different states? Yes. So that was the whole idea of it Holy because I thought, mackerel. how could I how can I use my skills? So sorry if I'm taking this too much on a sidebar, but I think it's no. important, like what makes a, a podcaster, you know? And uh, in our Minnesota group for Pete, every, there were so many talented People, you know, working on the campaign, people with a lot of political experience, a political campaign experience, a lot of people who are project managers in their careers. So they're really good with all the details. And and um, and then I was thinking, well, um, I'm really good with people. I'm good at meeting people, talking to people. I'm not very good at all these other things that other people are good at. (laughs) But, you know, so how can I use my skills? So I thought, oh, I can travel. I can make contact with people. I can build relationships. See, a former teacher, that's what you do is build relationships. And I I could travel to meet them. And so I did episodes uh, where I was meeting the the core uh, group of of the campaign groups. Um, So Omaha, I did Washington, D.C. and Northern Virginia. And sorry. Uh, Minnesota, and I'm, I'm, I can't remember them all, but I, and then I went to Iowa and, and uh, interviewed somebody about the caucus. That's before it happened. <laughs> uh, so I was really, I was, most of them were traveling, so I was bringing the gear with me. So now, until COVID, and then, so everything was, I was in person with people, and I had traveled to go there. And, um, you know, and then COVID hit, and then everything was remote. Yeah. But um, so anyway, the the reason I want I had the idea like you had, oh, this might be fun. And the reason you think this might be fun, because, you know, intuitively that it matches your skills of uh, 
you know, being able to talk to people, being interested in people. You're very approachable. I, that I have to say. You're very, oh, very, approachable. very yes. approachable. And you, and, you know and you have to be to do this, by the you way. You have to genuinely like people. Oh, yeah. See, that's what, you know, if I'm approachable, that hopefully your intuition is showing that I'm going to like you. I'm going to be nice to you. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so that's really important. If you if you want to have a good interview anyway, anybody right. could do a podcast. But if you want to get have a relationship with the person you're, you're interviewing. Um, so there was a podcast during the campaign um, about Pete as mayor in um, South Bend, Indiana, and that was called the Good Guy Pete podcast. It was all about oh. his background, at, like what he was doing as mayor and his um, and his achievements and all the, all the things that he had done as mayor. And that was really important because, what, anybody who was trying to, um, you know, get at Pete because, like, he was getting too popular, they'd just say a bunch of crap about him, his um, record as mayor that would be really misrepresented. Not true. So it was really good for us to anybody, you know, listening, we'd get actual facts that we could come back at the person we were talking about and say, well, actually, that's not quite true. This is what really happened in South Bend, blah, blah, blah. So the Good Guy Pete podcast, I got to know um, um, the people doing that. And Michael Yoder was the producer. So I met with him because I could travel. I could fly to South Bend. So I went to South Bend a lot. And I met with him. And at the time, I thought, I... I just want to know, you know, if I ever wanted to do a podcast, you know, would you be interested in helping me? And, But I didn't have the idea for the Pete podcast yet. So so like you, you didn't know exactly what you were going to do yet. You just knew that you wanted to do something. So that's how I started. So Michael Yoder was the one who, who um, helped me with the all the equipment. and. So he was he, the one that mentored produced, you with he to produced, show you how to use He produced show. my show. He produced uh, the uh, Toast to Work too. But he told me, like, which equipment to get. Right. Like I couldn't have done any any you know. Well what upset me um during the campaign um and I and I think it, we would at the time we were talking about it and upset you was they were saying and this aggravates me to this day he can never be president because he's gay. Doesn't that aggravate you to death? I don't understand why it matters what somebody is if they're if they're competent and mm-hmm. they they, I mean, the man, I mean, he's just, he's, you ask him a question, he's got the answer. He, he thinks on his feet mm-hmm. and he's so smart. And he, you know, uh, even his military background, he knows all about what was going on in, in, in foreign policy. I mean, you could go down the list, but the, but the thing that they were talking about was he was gay. But I think Imagine. that was, so this was the primary. So it was all about, you know, who was the best candidate to win the primary. Right. Right. And um, so, we were all talking to Democrats then. So right. I think the feeling was they thought at the, in the general election that he couldn't win because of that. I but heard that. I don't think a lot of the the people being asked thought that themselves. Because I was talking to oh, a lot yeah. of people in the, oh, Iowa. Yeah. Right. So it's more like in a general election, would this be a problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so then what? does is a general election is usually won by the independent voters? I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but that was a worry. People were, I think people were more worried than other years, other cycles, because Trump was so horrific. Yes. I mean, the stakes were incredibly high. So that's the feeling we got, like door knocking in in Iowa, that they just didn't want to take any risks. It wasn't the year to take any risks. So, of course, we know he dropped before that. But so I, I think I think it was more 
that. But so then the question would be, why would it be a problem for an independent? You so, tell me. So if they're, <laughs> uh, in, you know, and maybe because they didn't know him well enough, too. And then I don't know. But hopefully but th- it, these it, are it, changing because I think the really extreme positions are the minority of the country that unfortunately they're getting so much coverage because they're outrageous. But, you know, opinions on guns, abortion, LGBTQ+, all those uh, that are so extreme, we have to remind ourselves that's like the minority, you know, and if we get the vote out, we'll win every election. Yes. But do you remember when um, President Obama was running, they said the same thing. He's black. He can't win. Mm Mm-hmm. See what I mean? They they pull so, out the so identity who, of right. the president that's running, or the candidate, I should say, mm-hmm. that's running for that office, and they beat that to death. It's it, it, Republicans love that, and that bothers me. It boils but my we blood. Have, we have to take some blame for it, though, because like in a primary, we're so worried. We're so worried that candidate's not going to win the general because we're anticipating how the electorate views you know, the general electorate. And yeah. So... Whereas we maybe need to give more more credit because yeah. I don't know if that's actually true. Huh? He could have had more of a problem with the uh, Af- African American vote mm-hmm. than you know nobody caring. But see, the, uh, again, my my whole uh, stick about uh, identity politics mm-hmm. is that we don't care what a person you, you and I being Democrats. Right. We look at the candidate and go, "Wow, he's eloquent. Oh, wow, he's got this experience, that experience. Right. He's he 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 expresses himself well. Blah blah blah. Whatever the case may be, we don't care if he's Asian, if he's mm-hmm. Native American, whatever he is. It's not an issue for us, mm-hmm. you and I. Right. But that other side that is using a lot of demonization. I mean, you mm-hmm. you have you you know who Voldemort talking about. Uh, he he. I'm quoting him. Uh, Sort of, I, I don't. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. This is probably the better way to say it. Uh, that we are vermin, mm-hmm. and that we are we're poisoning the blood of the. He, he was using very fascistic terms to talk about people who believe in multiculturalism. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. What I'm we 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 shouldn't be giving it as much power. But you know how negative, crazy people get a lot of media attention because it's so crazy. So he's getting a lot of media attention for all the crazy things he says. But again, I think the mainstream, um, you know, like I don't know what the statistics are of people who um, approve or support um, same-sex marriage is really high. Now. Well, I mean, and so you see what, I, I, you know, if it's so commonplace, that's that's what anybody who would be feel uncomfortable because they actually didn't know anybody. But now I think a, a lot of people know and work with. I mean, it's like, it's the experience. I am so, the most boring gay person you've yeah, ever met. You are really life. boring. No, <laughs> but very do, you know boring. What I mean? do you know what I mean? If like 80% don't care, then how or why are we giving 20% so much latitude and attention? And you know, this is a wider issue. Yes, it is. It is, but 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 look at Florida though. I mean, these don't say gay bills where these teachers have. If a teach if a student says my, uh, my two dads yeah. are going to come to school, you know, 
Oh, we can't talk about I mean, that. this is all culture wars. It's only because DeSantis wants to be a mini Trump, right? Well, he's, yeah. But, yeah, you yeah. know, here's the thing. Who's going to vote for him if they can vote for the real thing? Yeah, so, yeah. You don't vote for the mini Trump. I think it's going to be a Haley. The... I think it's going to be a Nikki Haley. I, I, I said it here first. <laughs> I think she's going to be the, the, the alternative. Nominee. I think, yeah, she'll. Oh, you think she's going to beat him? Hmm. I think she'll eventually be the nominee. Wow. And then we need to start thinking about that because she seems normal. She's still conservative, and she still has positions we don't not like, but she's at least behaving like a normal person. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so um, I know it's, it's – I don't want to discount all these horrible things happening but if um, because they're in Florida, right? So I'm just hoping it's going to come back to bite them because the, the pendulum swung way too far. You think? And uh, so when you think – even in, in Florida – like how many people agree about all that? It's still, I, I would think, in a minority, and so there'll, there'll be black backlash. And I know, in a, um, with the uh, the Dobbs decision, Dobbs decision uh, for the abortion, that any state that's had any kind of referendum or a vote on it, that the Democrats have, you know, people come out to vote. And you know what they mean? If it, it, you know, if people are coming out to vote for that one issue, they're also going to be. You know, they're getting the vote out. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah. ladies and gentlemen out there, if you believe in a woman's right to choose and, and, and bodily autonomy, mm-hmm. Donald Trump is the reason why we don't have it anymore. <laughs> why don't they talk about that on the news? You don't hear that. They just say, oh, he said this, he said that. He wants to shut the border down, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. You know, this baloney. Well, you know, MSNBC has said a lot, you know, when it when it happened, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I don't know what what news source. Yeah, that, that's been talked a lot, like because of the Supreme Court. Right, yeah. but but he he put those people there. Yeah, he said my litmus test to put people on the Supreme mm-hmm. Court is to make sure. Sh- th- this is bizarre. I but mean, he I've doesn't never... have any convictions of his own or any policy positions of his own. Mm-hmm. It's like he's a you know flag, uh, you know. Flag and uh, flying in the the wind, you know, just like whatever, yeah, whoever, yeah. whoever's going to give me power. So he's told, you know what, we need that voting block, mm-hmm. the voting block of the conservative um, Christians. Mm-hmm. Like he needed to get them for sure, absolutely, because they can't win without the evangelicals. Yeah, yeah, you know, so. But it's amazing that they that they they find him an attractive candidate. But anyway, that we're, we're pressing on here. Yes. Um, um, now, I know that you loved doing your podcasts, the two of them, when you mm-hmm. did do them. Um, and in the future, you, again, if everything clears up in your life, and I hope I pr- hope and pray for you, I, mm-hmm. I, I send you a lot of comfort, love. Oh. And I, I want you to know, I, I think you would be amazing to do it again. And um, I, you know, I'm just saying I'll be your cheerleader. Oh, and okay. And I, I would love to be the first guest on your, on oh my your, goodness. On your okay. new podcast. But you have to come up with a great idea. Oh, I will. Uh, because Pete's not in the picture anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> but maybe he will be, you know. I mean, you could, you know, yeah. re- revamp that uh, that podcast. So I just don't want people to be worried that I'm sick. Or my parents aren't sick. They're just in their 90s. Yeah, yeah. So she, she's got personal issues. <laughs> no, yep. no, they're not personal. So you know, I'm just home with them a lot, which is the, is is what needs to be done. But that's and it, important. And it also, you know, it's politically helps me understand from that 
perspective the social services that we need and i'm so glad that i live in we live in minnesota thank you it's very very important well um, all the listeners out there are going pr- praying for you oh. and your family and we hope that it's, everything turns out well yeah you they're know. you know actually they're not sick they're they're old but every you know what everyone in this uh, day and age you should plan on living into your 90s yeah, yeah. If you can survive, not you know, if you could not get cancer, because that's that's going to be the thing. Um, yeah. So yeah. medical science can keep you alive, which is great. Well, going back to my podcast, Twitter Travels for Pete. Once Pete became a transportation secretary, then I did I think ten uh, episodes about that. So. Um, oh really? I can yeah. go back and listen. So I would uh, on different like highways, and I I would interview an expert. But so the way I found the expert was still sort of indirectly through Twitter. Um, so they were Pete supporters, but they happened to also be experts in a certain area of transportation. So like highways, um, auto safety, um, mass transit. Um, so that's um, really good information that I think is not, you know, could be, in, it's independent of any political campaign. It's just really uh, important information to know about our, our infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I loved being able to do that. Wonderful. Now, we have come to the part of the show I like to call the shift. Make sure that you say the F because otherwise we have problems, okay? Where we shift the questioning away from your wonderful um, podcast and book. It's not going to be about me anymore, okay? That's fine. It's going to be about, yeah, you indirectly, your opinion. Okay, it's the shift. The shift, the shifta. One okay. of the guests I had on said, Philip, you should say the shifta. So, so the F comes out. Yeah. Um, uh, so we're going to shift shift the questioning away from, um, you know, your journey, personal journey. And we're going to talk about current events that are happening, you know, that are very important to all of us as Americans and, and Minnesotans, obviously. Right now, the uh, southern border of the United States seems to be the top issue on the minds of the GOP in Congress. And as an ESL teacher, once an ESL teacher, you encountered many new immigrants from foreign countries, right? Is that what you did? So uh, do you think closing that border completely and or reforming asylum laws like the GOP would like to do is a good idea? Why or why not? I worked for 21 years teaching advanced, well, not most of the time it was advanced ESL to immigrants. They're all immigrants. Me too. And, I did uh, it. That was my first so job. So the reason yeah. I say advanced level was because they could talk to me and they could write papers for me. So I learned a lot about them. So if you work 21 years with a group of people, you know them pretty well. So I would say to anybody who works in a different industry, like, do you know carpet laying? Like, do you really know it? You know, like, like do I really know immigrants? personally personal stories for 21 years so i'm sure you heard amazing stories yeah so some you know some come from a refugee situation some were undocumented but i did not need to know that but i could tell uh, and i did not need to report um but i knew their stories i had one student who had walked all the way from um nicaragua walked all the way from yeah. nicaragua so with her family Mm-mm-mm. so anyway a lot of hardship and so what what bothers me is that people don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> so let's get back to it. So let, tell us what let, they let, should know. So I, what I'm, I have to start with, it's 
the borders the borders a problem no matter what. So it's there is no easy solution. But the Republicans are making are demonizing these humans. So that's what I object to. And unfortunately I do hear Fox News in the background sometimes and I know all the buzzwords and it's like send them back and they're uh, so not acknowledging round them up put them on trains and send so, them out but, yeah. but I do not know what the solution is I mean I know some some things that could be done um, you know like work worker visas like we they're they're finding jobs here and they're jobs that Americans don't want so I mean it, we could formalize a lot of what's actually happening indirectly or even illegally, um, and which would help quite a bit. But the fact that the reason they're coming here is not being highlighted, that the, the, the GOP is just completely ignoring it and demonizing these people because it fits their narrative, narrative of having all of our problems are caused by these people rather than, oh, perhaps some of your reason you don't have a job is because it went to China or your job went to coincident or like ironically to Mexico with NAFTA. Mm-hmm. So it's not because of these people. Like, if you knew to be that you would walk, I mean, come oh. like with nothing. Mm-hmm. Closing their we, back. We have no idea. Like, mm-hmm. we have no hardships, really, relatively speaking, <laughs> at all. Compared to them, so, yeah. So, like, the human side of it, like, it's treated as though, oh, it's just like a fun game for them. They just want to come and cash in. And, and that's really – they have – like um, so, my one student said that in their Central American country that um, there's really no rule of law in a lot of these places, and so like they have to pay pay bribes because everywhere they go to you know people like and then there are a lot of um, gangs because there's no rule of law really things are. It's really violent. So, yeah, so their, it, their kids get in gangs. It's like, it's like we have no idea what life is like there. No. Um, so. Yeah, but, it, but, but uh, I hate to interrupt you, but I think they want to um, change the asylum laws. So, mm-hmm. uh, in other words, if you are being persecuted in your native country or um, there's a threat to your life or whatever the case may be where, where your life is in danger – they want to change the asylum law so that you have to, you know, stay in your country or go to the first country over your border mm-hmm. and not come to the United States. Well, what States. does Mexico think about that? Uh, uh, bingo. <laughs> They're not going to like that very much. Well, yeah, I, so. I, I don't know what the solution is because it's a lot of people and it's hard. It's like we don't have the infrastructure. But I they're mean, people, you right. know. No, I know. We have to I know, look like, at so that. So working yeah. out something, I'd rather see, you know, instead of just like – Fox just simple oversimplifies things and puts it in their bullet points and fits their narrative and their propaganda um, instead of like solving like let's get together and see how we can work it out right it's mm-hmm. not even acknowledging that you know they left a horrible place yeah then and um so but asylum to go back to your country that's that uh is uh illogical yeah. well, if they, <laughs> right? well if they do change the asylum laws they would be it would be legal for them to send them back, which is right. awful to me. But yeah. moving on again now, according to the New York Times, um, the embattled chairman of the Republican Party of Florida was censured 
and stripped of his duties and salary on Sunday, decisions that all but ousted him from the party's top post as he faces criminal investigation into an accusation that he sexually assaulted a woman. And then, of mm-hmm. course, he participated in mm-hmm. thruples. I love that word, thruples. Threesomes. <laughs> Why? T- How embarrassing. He should just... Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. People used to resign, you know, yeah, but and now supposed they just to be the, stay. Now they just stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're supposed to be the party of morality, family values. Mm. How can Governor Ron DeSantis talk about morality when his own party leader mm-hmm. is accused of sexual... Being a sexual. Yeah, did he ask player. for him to step down? I think he Not did. that I know of. Yeah, but he didn't. So he's, they stripped some of his duties. Okay. Yeah. So, but he's there. But I think this happens a lot, you know. So just because you say your family or whatever they family values. Yeah, yeah. I it, mean, there's it, a lot of. <laughs> it's a lot of hypocrisy. Yeah, so that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, I know. I was reading they your seem, mind. Yeah. I think they seem to. Um, <clears throat> the, they, they seem to be the party of hypocrisy. Oh yeah. Yep, yep. Do you remember um, uh, the, the senator? Um, he was tapping his foot in the Minis- in the Minneapolis airport. Oh yeah. Uh, and try to pick up gay men in 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 the uh, airport. Right. He was uh, right before he did that and got caught. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, I forgot his name. Um, oh, it's, I, it's, I can't it's, remember it's, either. Yeah, it's escaping me. But Craig, Larry Craig. Mm-hmm. He um, he used to always, you know criticize gay people oh they're this and mm-hmm. they shouldn't have these rights and they should this that and the other thing mm-hmm. and then it turns around that he is doing the exact same thing mm-hmm. he was so what is that called i want to use hypocrisy the right, term. right but especially in terms of lgbt right somebody who is yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. trying to compensate or um deal 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 with their own mm-hmm. issues and fears about themselves and i yeah. say I'm not saying they should have a fear of it, but they do have a fear that they themselves yes. are, are mm-hmm. queer. And uh, so to get over that, to, they have to... It's called homosexual panic. Uh, really? My, okay. my mom was, uh, she had worked in a mental health center when I was a young boy growing up. Uh, and uh, the doctors diagnosed that. Uh, homosexual panic is when a person un- realizes they're different. Okay. In, in in a sexual way. In other words, mm-hmm. they're not attracted to the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. They're attracted to the same sex, mm-hmm. and they act out on it. So to prove to others right. that they are not gay, mm-hmm. so they'll overcompensate, and they'll beat up gay people, right. and they'll mm-hmm. do unnamed, yeah. you know, unnamed things. Okay. And it's called homosexual okay. panic. So I think a lot of Republican uh, people, uh, politicians, I should say, are uh, experiencing that because they're they're doing the very same thing and they're getting caught. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he said he's supposed to be like this moral this guy here. I don't even know his name. I don't even care. But he is talking about uh, immorality in the Democratic Party, and he's going around assaulting women sexually. Well, and this is where all the, they're talking about the immorality. That's like, well, where is it? But if they keep repeating the same thing, and and. Um, their voters are only listening to or watching Fox News and um, right-wing ra- radio. Mm-hmm. All they have to do is keep repeating the same thing, and then they start to believe it. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know what immorality they're talking about. And they talk about family values. You know, all the Democrats I know, we have the same family values. Like, we're probably even more like, you know, eating dinner together. Yeah. Yeah. Cleaning my house. 
Yeah, eating, to, eating to get dinner together and taking our kids to their sports, you know, it's like the same. Yeah. I don't see any different. I think that, uh, I mean, it's the abortion issue is the, I, I, I don't get the LGBT. I, I don't get what uh, the objection is other than their, I, I, I think with the evangelicals, there's something, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. So, but then again, this is the, the evangelicals are a minority of the total electorate, right? But they need, they need them because they don't have enough votes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so that's, that's why it's, they keep saying the same thing over and over and over again to get them. But here's the wider question for me. Like, we're giving way too much power to this ultra-conservative little minority. Yeah. But they have I, I so much know. power, though, don't they? For uh, some reason, even though they're not uh, the – you know, they don't. Well, that's because the party's giving them power. The party is like, and what? Who? Okay, I I don't know everything. I don't know that much about politics. I just know as again, you know, I'm a voter, and I have, you know, I care about people. So, um, silly. You. Anyway, my observation, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, okay, so who are the voters? The GOP voters, like, they have two. Demographics, I guess. They've got their evangelicals and they've got their super rich people who want all the policies that are going to benefit them. And mm-hmm. those are two different groups, right? But they need both. You it's know, a coalition. Yeah. So, you know, and so let's see the voters who are the super rich and they just want the fiscal policies for them and they, that's, they don't care about the social policies. Right, right, right. Yeah. So they don't care that all this crap is, being, is out there. Mm-hmm. So, because they just want the Republicans to win for their fiscal policies, yeah. and the evangelicals want them to win for the social policies. Yeah. So I don't know how you. So that's why all Christian that, nationalism is a big thing with them too. So yeah, I agree. Um, but it's not true. I don't know how to fight against that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's 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 very hard. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to convince people that Donald Trump is not, you know, mm-hmm. Mother Teresa. But <laughs> but they seem to think that. But Mm-hmm. I digress. Viktor Orban, now he's the right-wing extremist leader of Hungary, who some have named the Donald Trump of Hungary. Imagine that. Well, what a great that note. must make Trump really happy. <laughs> Is, he's refusing to support the European Union's desire to continue funding the Ukraine war against Russia. Do you think the EU should proceed with expelling Hungary from the EU as Orban continues to vote against supporting Ukraine. Now, Ukraine, mm-hmm. if they fall, it's a domino effect, I believe. Mm-hmm. And what say you? Yeah, well, he's an authoritarian, right? That's why Trump loves yeah. him. Yeah. That's why Republicans actually love him. Uh, well, yeah, the authoritarians. He's, uh, yeah. Hmm. he's got well, a fan club here in the United States. So I had a student from Ukraine in my class the mm-hmm. day. And so I had to have class with her the day after Putin invaded her home country where her parents and in-laws were still living. Mm-hmm. Talk about awkward, like, I didn't know how to act. I didn't know. You know, when you know real, when you know people from mm-hmm. the country, um, I, I don't get all this anti-support uh, for U- Ukraine because I, I don't think people, uh, do they just, they just are tired because it's been, it's going on too long. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they just need to remember what what happened. This is a country that was invaded. Mm-hmm. They were just 
their mind in their own business. Yeah, they're just a, a you know, thriving their country. Was, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, to so how how can you, especially if you have an ability to support, which the EU uh, does. Yeah, so I don't, you know, I don't want to go so strong as saying they should expel him, but expel Hungary. I don't know what's involved in doing all that, but yeah, well, that's 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 not okay. He's putting the kibosh on the on the yeah. aid, and that's very frightening to me because again, if Ukraine does fall and becomes part of Russia, who's to say he won't go to the Balkans oh, next exactly. or to Poland or, and then that that would involve the United States exactly. because now that's innate. Those are NATO right? countries, I know. and then we have to send our blood and treasure to Europe to exactly. fight that war. So people that don't support Ukraine, watch out what you're saying because I don't get that at all. No, I don't like, either. It's like a selfish. I think a lot of that authoritarian. Um, Rhetoric is very well. Soft. He liked Kim Jong Un. Yeah, yeah. He liked um, Putin. He liked um, okay. It's you know, pro Russia, basically. So we it, should just call it as it is. It's a pro Russia position. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so, so um, the final thing um, I want to talk about, as you know, I like to discuss LGBTQ. We're definitely going in a different direction here, <laughs> but I like to discuss LGBTQ issues on the show because no one else is doing it, you know, except for a small number mm-hmm. of shows. On AM 950, actually. Yay. We love AM 950 for that reason. Yes. We, they, we address uh, the issues that are of great importance to our community. There are 75 anti-LGBT bills that have become law just in this year in the United States in 2023. Imagine, 75 bills that have become law. Oh, 75. A few okay. Ex- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enumerate a couple of them. There's more. So it's but not just Florida. No. No, 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 no. A few examples of these laws include banning and or restricting transition-related care for minors, Mm -hmm. which I think has nothing to do with the government. It should be between the doctor and the mother and the Mm -hmm. father of that child. Mm -hmm. Barring trans student athletes from playing in uh, school sports teams that aligned with their gender identity. Mm -hmm. Strict limits on classroom discussion about anything regarding the LGBT Community. In other words, if if a kid, like I said before, mm-hmm. if he raises his hands, I, you know, my my daddies want to come to mm-hmm. school, and we're going to do this and that. No, you know, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. Barring the use of pronouns that don't align with the student's birth sex, restricting which restrooms trans students can use, restricting drag performances, regardless oh, yeah. <laughs> of how innocent they are. You know, even <laughs> if you just read the Cat in the Hat to a bunch of kids, it's it, that's it's like- terrible. Um, uh, what else here? Preventing trans people from changing the sex on uh, on birth certificates and other documents. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. blah. We, we could yeah, go Yeah, so some of those are obviously clustered. Um, what are your thoughts about all those It's uh, ridiculous. Laws? I yeah. just hope it all comes back to bite them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think what we didn't realize maybe as a party is how – what. I keep saying evangelicals, like a conservative, socially conservative part of the country, mm-hmm. how upset they were. I don't know what we could have could have done differently, but you know, I thought we were making progress in the seventies, right? Yeah. Like, and like, just, we never passed the ERA, right? It's like, right. Like, and like every time we're getting, making progress as a society, well, I guess somebody was really pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now it's going back, you know. So f- perhaps did we recognize this was happening? Because I think you know the Republicans capitalized on that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, again, only part of their electorate is socially conservative. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, as a gay man myself, I look at it as a way 
<clears throat> because I remember it was a definite motivator for people on that side of the aisle to go to the polls. We can't mm -hmm. have those gay people getting married. Well, hopefully we it's going to be the opposite now. Well, yeah, yeah, I, because I hope it's, so. Because it's so... We'll see, you know. Okay, the trans issues are... So it's almost like they've kind of given up on the traditional LGBT, because a lot of those are trans, that people feel uncomfortable enough with some of those issues so mm -hmm. so they have to have a group that they're marginalizing yeah i guess that's what they do to every group well here's group, the yeah. thing like what about there's they're focusing so much on that and like what about other issues of that your bread and butter uh dinner table what do they call like it like health care and things yeah. like the child care so they have nothing no they have nothing but something yeah. like yeah. this that yeah, they like, create issues that don't but, need to be created but it's the laws are harmful right i mean it's not yeah. to know it's not just yeah. talk well um we have a, a two minutes left <gasps> oh, um i just want to quickly uh it's because it's christmas season and hanukkah mm -hmm. season and mm -hmm. uh, holiday season so uh, i would like to end on an uplifting note okay what are you going to do for the holidays <laughs> what am i going to do for the holidays anything planned yeah. Oh, oh yes, I've I've been very busy with elder care, which um, again I want to stress is the right thing to do. Of course, but I still have. So I've got my different Christmases, maybe not on a, the same day, but I'm finding joy in all the preparations. And I started early because mm -hmm. Thanksgiving was early, so that meant you know we had one extra weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a, a baby granddaughter. She's 15 Aww, months, so cute. yeah. So I'm just really looking forward to spending time with family and yeah. and uh, just I, I'm doing all the joyful things I can out and about. And well, you know, the message for Christmas and and all the holidays is uh, peace on earth, goodwill to men. That's not being practiced by some people in this country, and I just want to end the show with that message. Goodwill. Goodwill towards men. And so I want to thank you, Sue Ann, for being a guest today on the show for the th uh, third time. And, and again, <laughs> thank you for being my inspiration. Your catalyst. To, my catalyst. I want to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah you are amazing. Thank you <laughs> yes. so much. And, and I'll uh, do something again. I... Hopefully. And to our listeners, thank you for spending time with us today. And please look out for more of the Downright Upright show in the future. AM950.com slash events slash Philip with one L. And of course, thank you for supporting the show. And thank you for your clicks and subs. And we're going to wave and kiss everybody goodbye. And happy holidays. Happy holidays. Love you. Happy holidays. Happy. Happy.